Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. I will get music here in a second, guys, but welcome to the pregame show, as always. Um, I am your host, Anthony Bionis. Um, and with me, to my to my right, is uh, is Greg Dietz. Hi. So, uh, let me give me, give me a second, let me get some music, because it is tradition to have music while we uh, talk about whatever. Um... As soon as I get this, open with VLC. So, uh, I got an email from Sony, uh, I want to say about a half hour ago, maybe an hour ago. And yeah. they and they sent me, it was an invite. So it's like, hey, check out uh, this event um, for uh, Days Gone. Uh, the new game that they're, they're going to be releasing it's soon. That zombie... Uh, Right. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I was looking at it. It's like, it's like if it's like nearby, you know, I might go. Uh, turns out, where it's located, it is literally one bus uh, ride away from where I am right now. It is like in my backyard. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool, awesome. So it's gonna end on it's on a Tuesday too, which I have Tuesday and Wednesdays off from my for my work. So it's perfect, perfect timing. So I'm gonna go check it out. Cool. Um, I'd be down to check that check out that game. Um, I've been hearing because the funny thing about that game is like that game was <laughs> at least to my at least to my knowledge or just in terms of like what the level of excitement for the game was. It wasn't that high. Um, but I guess when they gave the game to uh, some of the gaming outlets who spent a good amount of time uh, time playing it, they've actually coming out praising a lot about the game so i'm very curious to see what this game is uh playing wise i've seen it but it just never demoed well in the presentation setting so right right i was gonna say like it's the the visual aspect of the zombies kind of like piling on top of each other almost looking like a body of water is really cool um but other than that it's just like oh, okay it's a zombie post-walkthrough game and all the characters kind of look like uh Left, not Left 4 Dead, but um, uh, Last of Us. Yeah, and there were people that were getting confused between the two at some point. Really? Yes. Uh, the when they were showing out the trailer, I want to say two years ago. Um, 
that trailer for uh, Last of Us 2, where it's uh, basically, uh, I forgot her name, but like they capture one of the women and it's basically, it's like torture her. Like, and that was. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. people were confused. So, like, was this. Was this last? <laughs> was this last of us, or was this Days Gone? Because they both. Well, we didn't know. Similar. Yeah, we didn't either. So. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know until they showed it. We were just like, "Which game is this?" Like, mm-hmm. I, it was. I, it was the second that I saw a Firefly logo that I was like, "Oh, it's the fucking Last of Us 2. Um, that's when I recognized it. But, but yeah, I mean, that's just that's just poor handling on their part. Their play. Yeah, and the, part, and the interesting thing is like Sony's not really pushing it as it used to be. Like they're not pushing this game hard to show show front or to kind of be like one uh, showcase it to a lot of people. I kind of feel like they kind of are showing the game, but not as much as the other first party. Well, games. there's a small trend that I've noticed as of late with publishers, and that's new IPs don't get a whole lot of airtime if if you catch my drift. Like, it's really hard for these publishers to go out of their way, it seems like anyway, uh, to kind of say, hey guys, here's a new game that we have coming out, brand new IP, completely original. Uh, We know it's kind of scary and you may not want to buy it immediately because you don't recognize it, but trust us, it's a good one. Like, that's what they're thinking. Where gamers are, are kind of in the ballpark of like, we just want shit that's new. Um, mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong. I'm not against remakes, rehashes. Uh, I'm not against that kind of stuff. But yeah, like sometimes this shit gets stale, and we want something new. And I think the the uh, the problem is is that like with certain movies, with the way TV is, you know, the, this new trend of what's old is new kind of thing. You know, they spot that shit. Yeah, they see it. You know, when, when Crash Bandicoot sells an absurd amount of fucking copies, oh, you know, yeah. they, they, they spot that. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to disconnect my headphones here for a second. Okay. Okay, good. I'm, I'm just untangling some, some shit over here. Um, Yeah, and like, especially with uh, certain games that come out that have no uh, publicity, like, whatsoever. Apex, obviously a most recent example of that where they come out no press PR, no anything. Game drops. Everybody loves it. It's a massive success. Um, I saw. Well, it. well, two things on that. Two things. Um, that game sold. That game, if it, <clears throat> if it dropped for like, let's say, just thirty bucks. <clears throat> sorry. Um, it would have been not as much of a success. Two factors in that making it a success. A, it's a good game, plays well, does well. It's a, it's a it's 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 part of the genre that's hot as fuck right now. Uh, and then there's the other thing, it was free. Yeah, that's true. There is no losing when you download it. There is no like, well, if I don't like it, you know, it, it's that whole aspect. Yes, EA did pay a bunch of streamers millions of dollars to stream the fucking game, but. At the end of the day, they ended up spending less on advertisement had they gone the, the typical route. Yeah, no, um, it's, no, it's true. It's a new generation of advertising. It's the way that games advertise now. So, yeah. Um, but just getting back to the point, like, yeah, like games publishers are, are I guess, yeah, as you point out, they're scared of new IPs. Like us gamers, like we we want new stuff all the time. Like we 
crave for new ideas, new worlds, new experiences. But for a lot of publishers, unless it's like a, unless it is a proven series they've done before, or there's a good amount of support for it, they are kind of afraid to put out something new out there. Much like, much like, much of uh, uh, entertainment-wise, if you think about it. So, it's for them scary. For us, we want it. We're hungry. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's. <clears throat> I think for for PlayStation, they they are a big. They're a big company, and you know the way that they kind of do business right now is they're looking to sell consoles. At the end of the day, they want to sell consoles. Yeah, console sales are <clears throat> what get them, you know, people to buy the games and stuff like that. So they're trying to figure out how to make money, and uh, pushing a new IP is is dangerous, scary. Yep, very much so. Uh, with God of War and Spider Man, and I pointed this out last year when those games came out, like they're great games. And I know way to shape or form by knocking them. However, Spider Man and God of War are pretty fucking well known. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would I, like I, I would say Spider Man more so than God of War. Like uh, it's not a competition. I mean it's it's a situation where they were familiar with the IP. They knew fans would be familiar with the IP. So presenting a brand new game with that familiar IP was a no brainer to them. They were like, yeah, sure, sure. Here's a bunch of fucking money. Um, but with, with Days Gone, it's a new thing. Go back to when, like, honestly, go back to when uh, <clears throat> um, Last of Us came out. Man. Do you re- do you remember how poorly it was advertised? I do not remember anything about how it was oh, advertised. Yeah. I... I... I, that that is wiped from my memory. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> it's uh, it was it was advertised about the same. It was uh, um, the reason that game got any kind of popularity was because you know organizations like us were talking about it. You know, we were interested in it. Uh, and I, when I say we, I'm talking about you know other podcasts, IGN, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we were fascinated by this new zombie game. Like, what is it? What exactly does it do? Like, is it, you know, like, we just didn't know. There was no information. They were intentionally keeping us in the dark. What, was this game part of the PS... No, it wasn't part of the PS3 launch. It was, was it early on? Or was it in the mid-cycle with the PS3? This is a... I, thought, I believe it was a PS4 game, dude. I could have sworn it to PS... Oh, hang on. Let me look it up. The Last of Us. Okay, let's see. Yeah, it came on PS3 worldwide huh. June June twenty uh, June fourteenth, twenty thirteen. Was a release date. Yeah, the game was a lot older than I thought. Yeah, because uh, I remember, I remember it, it, it. I remember it came out, and I do remember it was on the PS3 generation. Um, I can't remember if it like if it came in splash. I mean, obviously, it was, it was critically um, reviewed very well. Yeah, but yeah, that, and that, that was and that was the big thing was like it was because it was critically acclaimed, because the 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 outlets were talking about it because of what it was doing, is why it sold well. Um, but back then, like it was, it was, it felt like less of a gamble for them. Where now it's more of a gamble, like. Oh yeah, absolutely, yes. 
it is it is definitely much more gamble now than it was ever before. Because I was legit, I was legit, legit surprised to see February's game sales. By the way, did you see that? Uh, for um, February for this for this year, February's game sales. I, I did not know. Um, Anthem is number one. And is this like in the U.S. or just across the world? Or I don't know if it's if it's worldwide. I didn't see that part. All I know is that uh, two outlets that I follow posted a thing saying. Uh, showing the uh, monthly earnings for every game that came out, or the, every game that's been released, uh, whether it was released in February, before February, like Red Dead Redemption Two, still number five, so like shit like that. Right. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Four was number was uh, I think ten, which surprised the shit. Hmm. I was like, really? Wow. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm kind of uh, not surprised. Like, we're in. See, in February. It makes, well, yeah, it makes sense because like they, it was. I would still consider Feb, February, kind of like still early twenty. Uh, I mean, uh, late twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen, where games were still probably being played or game bought um, from December, November, crossing over to, uh, right. to this year. What like Red Dead doesn't surprise me. Uh, Black Ops surprises me because I figure in my in my mind that a game like Black Ops would sell poorly after Apex's release. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Okay, I was about to say, because like, when Call of Duty came out last year, like, it was actually... That game was really good. <laughs> like, that, no, I, I, I bought it. I have nothing against it. It's just, uh, you know, it didn't seem like the kind of... Like, I guess... I'm guess i I'm curious how many people are playing Blackout versus playing regular Call of Duty in that game. I think... I think there's this good number, uh, just because there's a lot of people who who enjoy Call of Duty the way that it feels and plays, and the fact that there was a battle royale game's added to it made a lot of sense for them. Versus Apex, which came out for free, much different game, um, which a lot of people have you know hopped on board, obviously for for obvious reasons. I'm not but, I, I, again. This is not me saying like. One is better than the other because they are different enough. Oh yeah, I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's just like they have each each game has their different um, play style, but also like uh, like dedicated core base. I guess. Trust me, there are people out there who still play Marvel Two today very competitively, and that game is a good like good dedicated to old. But here's my thing, Anthony. You say it has its core base. Why is their core base still buying the game? Because they're loyal to Call of Duty. Stupid reasons. So they bought. So they bought multiple copies. Is what you're telling me? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I say that as somebody who's bought at least Skullgirls five, six times on different platforms. But, okay. <laughs> so and I do it to support the, the game company and also love the game. So that keeps that same mentality. Might be the same with people who play Call of Duty. Not, not all, not all, but you know. I, gen I genuinely, honestly doubt it that, that that's the case. I think what's happening here is that a lot of kids who play video games, uh, kids like my nephews, don't really know video games beyond what their friends tell them, what maybe their uncle tells them. Uh, they don't know what they want to buy. Christmas just happened, and maybe some of these kids were promised money at some point. 
uh, I know that a lot of people, a lot of parents probably were like, hey, Jimmy, when I get my income tax in, we can get a game. Maybe a lot of these people that love Call of Duty weren't able to buy the game when it first came out. That's what I think is happening. And that, and that the uh, income tax has helped with that immensely. Possibly. I, I do not believe for a second that there's a huge number of of Call of Duty fa uh, fans out there that are buying the game on multiple consoles because they can. True, true. I I, I think for... Like, like I bought when I what, okay, so I bought uh, uh, Shovel Knight on multiple consoles, right? But I didn't buy it on multiple consoles because I wanted to. I bought it on multiple consoles because I needed to. I needed to buy it on the Xbox One so I could stream it. I needed, I, I but I already had it on the on the DS because it was the only console I had. I then bought it for my nephews on their PS4 so they could play it, even though I technically also play it. Yep. Um. I'm just I'm just stating like it's very strange to me that that there are that there would be a bunch of people out there rebuying Black Ops 4 when they bought it once already and realistically they're probably playing it on that one console that they have. Um it it could be that a lot of people were holding off maybe and waiting for a sale. There's also possibly the other reason why that there's a spike of sales for Call of Duty. That's me just guessing, but there are multiple reasons why it, it might, why there's a spike for Call of Duty sales, uh, and to be on that on that list. So. <clears throat> I think it has everything to do with income tax, man. I really do. I don't think it's anything other than that. I it doesn't make any sense for it to be anything other than that. Same with you know, uh, all the games that came out August till now, like Smash Brothers was number three, I think. Like it makes sense when you think about it. Like all these games that came out around the end of the end of the year last year are suddenly like towards the top of the list uh, for seemingly no reason. And it's like, oh, it's because all these people couldn't afford it then, and now they can. So now they're buying. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's multiple reasons, and it, you know, it's not too far fetched to think that it was just the um, tax refund. People were getting that back to buy the game. Um, and it makes sense too, because we're in that tax season for a lot of people. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, what else was on that list, by the way? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm in the middle of a. You know, actually, I could just lose. Um, <laughs> That's why I play Tetris when I'm doing this, so I can just lose and then go back and play. <clears throat> um, I think IGN would reported it at one point. Yeah, I completely missed all that Google news by the way today. You did? Wow. Yeah, like like I was uh, no joke. I've been playing because uh, I woke up, watched the last two episodes of the show that we have to do for the for all queued up tomorrow, and then immediately downloaded the update for Apex. Played that for an hour, then played Batiste for an hour, and then went right into Division until about three when I had to go to the store, come home, got something to eat, watched a couple YouTube videos, and then set this up. When I was sitting downstairs waiting to get into the kitchen, uh, and my dad was putting the food away, the news was on and it mentioned it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, boy, I have the pleasure of informing you everything that happened today. All right. Yeah, I literally completely passed me. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, it, it was a big thing this morning. Um, I, I just so happened to be awake 
to watch it. Uh, I won't I won't go into full details, but I will say about the overall presentation. It very much reminds me um, of the old E3 press conferences. Um, the way that I was styled and I kind of like going from one presenter to another. You had like screenshots of different images on screen and, and all that yada yada. More business, uh, more the business type of presentation. So when I saw that, I was like, oh wow, this, this takes me back. This takes you me back a, a long while. But yeah, all right, cool. I will, I will inform you all the deeds on that when it happens. Um, Man, I'm I'm trying to remember who posted. It was not IGN, apparently. Oh. Um, it was some it was some outlet, some gaming outlet out there. I'm looking at Kotaku right now, so looking mm -hmm. at their Twitter. Gotcha. I like how they posted about how uh, GTA uh, 5 RP is becoming like a big thing right now. And I'm just like, it's been a thing. it was, <laughs> and then it died and then it became a big thing again. And then it died. And now it's a big thing again. <laughs> it goes through cycles, folks. Just fucking keep up. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a Kotaku Polygon. Well, I'm just going to, is it, is it MPDs? Top games. I believe it was from them. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, the MPDs, I believe, I remember long ago they said that they're still going to report on games. Yes, okay, so so uh, Game Informer posted it as well, so here we gotcha. go. Gotcha, okay. Um, oh, wow, it has the top 20. Ooh. Ooh. So this is the top 20 for April, or for, sorry, February 2019. Mm. Anthem is number one. Jump Force, number two. Number three, Kingdom Hearts 3. Hmm. Number four, Far Cry New Dawn. Hmm. Number six, uh, Red Dead 2. Number six, sorry, number five is Red Dead 2. Number six is Resident Evil 2. Number seven, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Eight, Metro Exodus. Nine, NBA 2K19. Ten, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, Eleven, New Super Smash Brothers U Deluxe. Twelve, Mario Kart 8. Thirteen, Grand Theft Auto 5. That's not surprising in the slightest. Uh, 14, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 15, Breath of the Wild. Hmm. 16, Minecraft. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 17, uh, Super Mario Party. 18, Rainbow Six Siege. 19, Madden NFL 19. And 20, Spider-Man. That is a very interesting top 20. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Minecraft. And that's just February. Wow. That's just a shame. Minecraft's up there. So it was Call of Duty. That's crazy. It. Part of me says it maybe it's. A, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, that makes sense. I'm thinking maybe it was kind of a slow. Because there wasn't. Was it no? Hey, no, no. There were like a couple games that came out in, in uh, Jan that was pretty big. RE2 remake was one of them. And then what else? What else was released in January that was huge? No, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, right afterwards. Well, not in January, but... Oh, yeah, it was in Jan. No, I'm thinking of Feb. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I'm not... Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting uh, top 20. I think that... Yeah, I think that it's... Uh... So I was looking at a couple other things. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I... It's... What's, what's, what's the most fascinating thing to me about it is that 
you know, a lot of people are shitting and saying like, oh, Anthem, Anthem didn't sell well. Anthem sold the shit. And it's like, okay, those sales that you saw were not the complete number of sales of Anthem. What a lot of people don't understand is that when you buy a game digitally, let's say you bought it digitally on Origin, or you bought it digitally on the Xbox or PS4, those sales numbers don't get tabulated until way late. Mm-hmm. Way the fuck late. And if you're looking at physical sales of Anthem, they were fucking abysmal. But that's if you're just looking at that, which they were. But of course, these, you know, news is uh, trying to get fresh news out there is about as hard as trying to keep fucking milk from spoiling. Yeah, it's there's a lot of games and there's definitely some more news stories out there of like not just Anthem, but other games where it's like, oh, this game sold poorly uh, on physical retail. It's like I'm pretty sure the majority of everybody bought digital. And tra- 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 tracking digital sales is much, much harder. You can have a guesstimate how many sales happened for a game digital-wise, but I can probably assure you, unless somehow there was no sales or very little, <laughs> a, a, usually a big game that is on sale on digital probably sells a lot more on digital versus physical. It depends, yeah. It depends on the game. I think Anthem, Division, games like that are definitely in the ballpark of, like, get it digitally. Mm-hmm. Um... Games like uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Spider-Man, God of War, those are probably bought. Um, or uh, store-bought, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure if that's the case, because I don't, I don't know. But right, I, I have to imagine that is the case, just because, you know... Nine times out of ten, and and this isn't dogging anybody, but people who buy single player games are very uh, I don't say territorial, but they're very like I gotta have the physical copy. Um, what are you trying to say, Greg? What are you trying to, not say? Trying to say? Not trying to say anything. I trying to talk not, shit. Are trying to no. talk shit? Huh? Huh? Fuck you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, look at I mean look at a company like Limited Run. Right. Um yeah. You know, their their whole mission is to supply a physical copy to a lot of these games that don't have physical copies. And I think that's great. I have nothing against that. Um but as I pointed out, I think that there is plenty room in this industry for both physical and uh digital. I, I don't see why we can't have both, you know? Um. Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy to me that we that we have to sit there and fight about it. It's like, I, I understand both sides. Like, like on one side, digital because the convenience, you know, I'm, absolutely the I'm, convenience. Like, I can pre I can preload a game before it launches and buy it beforehand. Hell yeah. On the other side, yeah. physical. Like, and we'll get we'll get into it when we talk about it in in the podcast, but. This, you know, the streaming future, you know, everything digital means that you don't have a physical copy. Meaning, if if any server or say Sony's, you know, shuts down, you don't have, or Steam's, you know, library or uh, servers go down, you don't have access to those games games anymore. Also, so, physical is the, is probably the easiest way to preserve the history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is why I say what I say. Like I, you know, it, there needs to be a space for both. It's not just a I want. It's like, well, 
do you want people to remember Halo? <laughs> then, yeah. then, you know, be happy that there's physical copies. Um, it's just I choose to buy my games digitally because I don't want the clutter. Uh, I don't I don't own any more DVDs because I don't want the clutter. Um, there's board games and garbage in my room that I've been trying to get rid of for years that don't get played because no one's going to fucking play it. I bought a Battlestar Galactica board game. It's a great game, but I need to sell it. I need to get rid of it. Because it is it is just sitting in my room, collecting dust, doing absolutely nothing. Okay. And, and it was it was I bought it because I was like, people are playing board games right now. Battlestar Galactic is hot. It'll be fun. Played it three times. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. Uh hang on, look what I got. Hey, I have the collector's edition of Halo 3. I have the collector's edition of Halo Reach. I have the physical discs of those games. And that's great. I don't need them. Especially with the Master Chief Collection being a thing. Oh, hell yeah. I'm super, I'm super excited about that. I uh, So, I have played every Halo game except for ODST and 5? Yeah, and 5. Because I had them on Xbox One. So hopefully maybe 5 will go on PC. I had so I have a uh, copy of uh, ODST for quite some time. I, I was holding it off because I wanted to make some video or content with it at some point. Um, actually, I got it for free from Microsoft when they were doing the whole testing Xbox Live thing, like way back before they transitioned to what they had prior to the Xbox 360 Blades and whatnot. So, Bird Slosher, I got a free game from Microsoft. So, money has side. Um, you know what I want to do. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just thought of something. I was listening to what you're saying, but I just thought of something rad that we need to try to do. Uh, we need to get the the guy who runs somebody who's a higher up at uh, Limited Run on the podcast. I think I, I think I might know. I think I might. We might know somebody. I think. Hmm. I think we do. But yes, that'd be great. I would love that. I love to hear that. I like, yeah, I love to hear that angle on this because, mm-hmm. like, do they feel like that digital games deserve a spot in the market? Like, I, I, I want to, I want to know what they think. I'm gonna clip this and send it to them, tweet, tweet at them. Like, hey, can we have somebody come on our podcast and talk about this? Give, get their thoughts on it. Just saying. I would be very happy about that. Also, Kirby says hi. Who? Kirby. I. Hi, hi, Kirby. Is that a viewer right now that I can't see? Oh, no, no. Oh, you don't just dream on. Okay. I got a Kirby plushie uh, from um, the Goodwill. Like, it's for five bucks, but it's the best five bucks I spent. Because Kirby is very cute and awesome. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good to know. Speaking of Kirby, uh, he uh, his game was recently added to the uh, uh, Switch like um, games roster thing. Nice, awesome. Uh, which uh, version or which game in particular? <coughs> the NES one. So it's the it's oh, it's it's nice. You know how the Game Boy one is like stupid short, like you beat that thing in an hour. Yeah. This one takes like a solid three <laughs> hours to beat. Oh wow. Plus to add like a bunch more content to it and whatnot. I have I have every career game I played, I have not uh, been disappointed. Like they're all fun. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like you can. I feel like you never can go wrong with Kirby games. Honestly, I feel like whatever they do with Kirby games has always been fun to play. Sakurai's legacy, right there. Absolutely. His his, his smash. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I need a. Yeah, there's definitely some Kirby games I need to play more, or I need to get to get to playing. Like I haven't played the the Mech one that came out on 3DS, and I was super excited for that one. Yeah, that I, I don't like. I didn't like the controls of that one. To be honest with you, mm. I didn't hate the premise. I didn't hate the idea behind it. I just didn't like the controls. Mm, I see. The one joystick, like, like we moved, we moved past a long time ago. Uh, single stick first person shooter. Yeah. yeah, it's hard as hell to do that now. And that's how that game controls. So. I see. I see. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um. Cool. You didn't know that, did you? No, because I haven't played it yet. I need. I need. To, I need to buy the game first, and then I'll play it. And then I'll let you know, like, what my thoughts are on it at some point. At some point. That's if you wanna. Oh, by the way, I was gonna ask you. So, uh, <laughs> what happened Saturday night? Cause you were pretty drunk. <laughs> Oh, so my buddy who lives in, uh, well, actually, I don't remember. I don't remember the town. Um, he had a housewarming party. So <clears throat> I think I feel free to tell the story because he doesn't listen to podcasts and neither do any of my friends. Uh, well, up there. That we know of. <laughs> if they do, then I'll know after telling the story. <laughs> Uh, so Mikey, he, he's been a good friend of mine and, and my buddy Andy for a long time. And, uh, very recently here, um, his, uh, fiance, um, wanted to break up. She said she wasn't happy and that she just was done with the relationship. So he was like, that he just was, he didn't know how to handle it. So he, but he, 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 he you know, championed on, if you will. Hmm. And, uh. Uh, years ago, um, he was in an accident at work. Um, a backhoe, because he was in a ditch, he was in a construction site. A backhoe lowered onto his, uh, his head. Oh, fuck. Compressing his spine. And, uh, he'd been on workman's comp for a long time and on disability for a long time. And he started being able to, like, do things recently. And then this bombshell dropped. So... With the money he had saved, since they were fiancé, they weren't, or, you know, they were going to get married, but they weren't married. There was no actual legal attachment. Like, the house that they had, he ended up getting rid of. I think he sold or something to that effect. Um, I don't think they actually owned it. I think they were renting it. But they, they got rid of it. And uh, he, uh, he got a huge settlement. Oh. Oh, sorry. A huge settlement out of the uh, lawsuit with the, uh, the spine injury. So he went and bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's in Fair Oaks. I believe he lives in Fair Oaks. So uh, not maybe not Fair Oaks. It's it's thirty minutes from here. Kind of close to Orange County. Not Orange County, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's about thirty minutes from my house. But um, yeah, he he invited me. Uh, he just sent me a message on Facebook, and he was just like, hey, I want you to come to my housewarming party. I was like, all right, yeah, no problem, man. And uh, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, do you think you could give me a ride there? 
he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. We figure it all out and whatnot, and he drops me off, and I was there from two to, like, eight. And it was just, like, he makes, uh, he makes jungle juice, if you've ever had that before. Jamba juice in general or Jamba juice mixed drink? Jungle juice. Oh, jungle juice. Okay, no, I have not. <laughs> have you ever had Jamba juice? You know, that multi-billion dollar <laughs> company. Uh, jungle juice is basically, hey, do you have all these different types of alcohol? Cool. Dump them all into this thing with some fruit. Damn, that is like... What's it, it's basically King's Cup without the juice. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very very sweet. Um, like it's dangerously sweet. Mm, so dangerous that I drink too much of it. As, as one would. Yeah, and then it was it was it was that was delicious. But but yeah, that's what happened Saturday. I guess got super fucking drunk. Uh, <laughs> tried to keep my composure and then, and then like sunday i was oh like i didn't have a headache because i don't usually get headaches because i know to drink a shit ton of water before i go to bed mm. but my god dude i was it was a good time though one of the funny things was uh i get there i'm wearing my um my vader shirt uh. and it just has a bunch of vader heads on it if you've ever seen it but uh this girl she just goes oh sweet shirt and i was like oh thanks yeah Whatever. Not thinking anything of it, just because nobody ever compliments that shirt. Uh, and then I hear her ringtone, and it's R2-D2 screaming. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a dope ringtone. And she's like, she's like, oh, thanks. And she goes, yeah, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. And I was like, same here. And uh, she goes, uh, she mentions her tattoo. And I was just like, oh, you got a tattoo? I'll show you mine. She's like, oh, you got a tattoo? So we showed each other's tattoos. Hers was um, hers was a little different than mine. It was the Millennium Falcon with a, rib abo a ribbon above it that said, uh, never tell me the odds. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ. I don't know where the Jones coming from. Um... Mikey took me inside to, to, to give a little tour of his house. He has these badass fucking, like, a fridge and a, and a, and a, a freezer in the garage where you just have to hit a lever with your foot on the bottom of the fridge to open the door. <laughs> I like it. That's cool. That's fucking dope. dope. That's uh, dope. Yeah. And he's like, these are my pride and joys. Um, <laughs> but I go back outside, and she's just like, so... Since you're a big fan of Star Wars, I have to know what's your th what's your thoughts on Last Jedi? Oh, and I, <laughs> and I went, I went. Honestly, I loved it. And she's like, I feel like I'm in a league of my own. I, I didn't like it at all. And I was like, I was like, really? That's weird. And she goes, Why is that? And I was like, Because I can't find anybody who agrees with me that it's good. She's like, Really? I was like, Yeah. Like, I, you know, I have a few friends that are like, It's okay, and and most people that I've talked to are like, It's garbage. She's like, We were hanging out with different people all the time. I was like, I agree. And she goes, well, what did, why, why didn't you dislike it? And I thought, I was like, you know, it's a great story about failure. Every character has their growing moments because they failed. The whole story is about these characters' growth. And it worked really well in the fashion that they told it. I think it works on cerebral levels. It, it talks about uh, learning from that, from that failure instead of just trying to overcome it. And 
um, I thought that was a very great message. And plus, I, I enjoy the message of like anybody can become great from nothing. She goes, "See, yeah, I, I got all that. I just it's not what I wanted." And I said, "See, I hear." And I go, "I hear that a lot. I hear it's not what I wanted, but this isn't your story to be told." I said, nine times out of ten." People are pulling from the extended universe. And she's like, yeah, I read all those books. And I was like, okay, you have to understand. Those books were written by fanboys. Not George Lucas or not actual storytellers. I said, the problem that I've always had with those books is that Luke is a superhero. He is the Superman of the Star Wars universe. He is infallible in those books. But in this new version, he's absolutely fallible. She goes, I've just never, I've always looked at him as a superhero. And I say, and that's the, and I go, that's the problem. And she goes, well, how is it a problem? I go, because you're, you, you have this omnipotent view of, of Skywalker, of, of Luke specifically. And she's like, he's supposed to be, he's the one that's supposed to bring balance to the force. And I go, where does it ever say that he's the one to bring balance to the force? Tell me one time in the film that, it, that he is it, it implicitly with no question told he is the one to bring balance to the force. And she goes, doesn't Yoda say it? And I go, no. As a matter of fact, Yoda doesn't want to train him. Yoda doesn't believe that he is he is at all worthy to wield the Force. It's Obi-Wan that is, is saying this. Because Obi-Wan feels that it's the last hope. A new hope, if you will. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She goes, she goes, oh, I always took it as he was the one to bring balance. And I was like, Anakin is the only one to have said to bring balance to the Force. Uh, but Obi-Wan, being trained by Qui-Gon, gets it so into his head that Anakin is the one. Anakin is the one to fix all these problems within the Empire, within the Force. That he's the one that's going to bring balance to it, that he flies <laughs> into that. Sorry, is that... A Go on, sorry. So what happened, chat? <laughs> uh, um, I looked down. I just see message deleted. I was like, "All right, somebody said something about me being fat." Got it. Understood. Nah, nah, it's well. Yeah, go on. You said something. You said something about big chins because you wrote that. So, I no, I was gonna say no, no, never mind. No, just, just continue, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh But he says, um, or I, I tell her, I go, I go, you know, you, it's fine that you have this view of the movie. It's fine that you have this view of the things. But if you look at it from JJ's perspective or Ryan Johnson's perspective, you have to understand that what they're, the story that they're telling is the story that the movies give, not what the extended universe, not what the fans always had their vision of Luke. She was like, okay, I think I understand what you're talking about. And I go, I'm not saying you have to like the movie. I'm not saying you have to agree with my viewpoint on it. But at the end of the day, Luke, not knowing how to handle the, the mistake that he made and running off to some fucking fuck-knows-all-where planet to sulk is 100% a Luke thing to do. And she goes, she goes, he's just never been whiny to me. Ah, 
I, I would I would point to the first Star Wars movie. Look at his character arc. I said in the first movie, he's just super whiny. I want to go to the Tashi station. All right, cool. Fucking shut the fuck up, Luke. <laughs> give, sa- give sass to fucking Han Solo because Han Solo wants to charge them for taking them to Alderaan. And then when he sees the motherfucker, he's like, this hunk of junk. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, new hope. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then what happens when, like, fucking Princess Leia's entire planet and family are decimated in one swift blow? I want to go get a power converter. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then they go and they attack the Death Star, thinking they could do anything. And, or, you know, to save Leia. They get back on the Millennium Falcon because Obi-Wan died trying to fight Vader. I mean, he died. He became one with the Force. Yeah. So can't, like, um, and uh, what does he do? What's the first thing Luke does? He has a fucking breakdown. Because an old man he's known for approximately, oh, 24 hours? Died. Man, she's comforting you for an old man you've known for a day. When her planet was destroyed maybe less than a week ago. Yep. She's way stronger than you, dude. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then and then you look at the rest of the film and like You know, he starts to man up a little bit, but it, it's 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 mostly Leia. It's mostly Han that that step up to the plate. Um, Obi-Wan is not omnipotent. Obi-Wan makes mistakes constantly. And the mistake that he made was thinking that dying was the way to get Luke to see the fucking, you know, force correctly. And it just, it it's I'm not saying I hate Luke as a character. I'm just pointing out that like the way that his character works in Last Jedi makes sense when you see the other films. So then let's look at at New Ho- or, uh, Empire. Love Empire, my favorite Star Wars movie, right? Luke is a bitch to the whole fucking thing. Okay, he starts off with like, I gotta go, I gotta go scout for Imperial things and troops and whatever. Echo Base is like, you need to come back, dude. Like we're getting ready to get out of here. It's true. He's like, he's like, nope, I got a scout. And then he gets hit in the face by a wampa because he won't head back to fucking Echo Base. Almost <laughs> dies. Forces Han and a couple of the guys to go searching for him, which delays them even further. Then him having to be in the Bantha tank and sitting there in the fucking hospital bed delays them even longer to the point that the Empire shows up, kills God knows how many fucking rebels. Yeah. yeah. And what happens? Everyone gets out of there and Luke's like, hey, I'm taking R2 and doing this thing that some ghost told me. Fuck you guys. I, I gotta go do I gotta go my own destiny. Alright, cool, Luke. You do your thing, bud. And then he goes and meets Yoda. And Yoda acts like a crazy old hermit. Because, well, you would be a crazy old hermit if you were in Yoda's position. But also, <laughs> Yoda doesn't want to train him. Yoda is intentionally being annoying to chase Luke away, to get Luke off his scent. Yoda knows what the fuck is going on. Yoda's been around for seven hundred yeah, years. That's a good point. That's, that's a good point. No, he know he, he's acting crazy, but he's he knows what he's smart enough to know what's up. Yeah, and but he agrees to train Luke because why the fuck else Yoda got going on? You know, um, 
plus, you know, he's like, you know, Obi-Wan might have a point with him being the, 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 the you know, last hope or whatever. So they, so, so he trains him. And Luke whines constantly through the fucking training. <laughs> constantly. Now, I'm not saying that the training wasn't hard. I'm just pointing out, like, he whines through it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, Cody. Yeah. I can't lift it. Oh, it's so good. I love this. Um, and then what happens at the end of the movie? Everything that Leia and Han are doing with on Cloud City and whatnot gets them in trouble. Luke goes, I got to go save my friends. You're just like, you can't. Your training's not complete. You're nowhere near ready to go fight Vader. Like, you have to let go of these things in order to finish your training. He goes, now, nah, what the fuck do you know, 700-year-old Jedi that I left my friends in the first place to come find? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Heads to Cloud City thinks himself high and mighty and fights Vader, gets his ever-loving ass kicked by Vader. Yep. Not one time does does Luke have any upper hand on that fight at all. Ha, ha. Um, <laughs> and then he loses. And what does he do? What is his reaction to Vader telling him that he's the father? What's his reaction? It isn't shock it isn't disbelief it's no it's impossible no! and then his arm goes off and then he falls well it's, it's already off oh that's true i forgot yeah he falls and then he's saved <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well at least i'm not a furry boom um i don't know it's furries i just want to say it Okay, I was, uh, I was about to say, I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> um, no, if, if it's if it's a lifestyle that doesn't hurt anybody else, I don't fucking care. <laughs> do you, do you. Um, but to further this, now let's look at uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, <laughs> uh, it's great. <laughs> uh, let's look at Return of the Jedi. This is the first time Luke comes out of his shell he becomes less whiny but he's still kind of whiny he's still kind of in that ballpark of unsure of himself uh not quite there and throughout the whole film it looks like he's going to be a badass until he meets up with fucking the emperor and what does palpatine do palpatine plays a fucking mind game with him it was like you pick up your lightsaber and you're agreeing to the dark side so what does he do he throws his lightsaber like he gets rid of it um, he, uh, but then he agrees that like part of being human is, is that anger part. You like, you have to express that. And it's like, okay, great. And you still didn't do a whole lot, Luke. You're still fucked up like two movies in and you whined a ton. Like this is the only time that you've ever been even kind of not annoying. For me it made perfect sense that after Jedi, Luke would be like, well, I'm the only Jedi now. I'm the last Jedi. So I got to build the temple and train people, even though I don't know Jack from shit. But Luke would be traumatized. Luke would have some form of PTSD. So it makes sense that in his dreams, which he's interpreting as the force talking to him, that he would see 
Ben Ben Solo as a threat. And in his infinite wisdom, would strike down a student in his sleep, realizing this is a mistake, and knowing that he fucked up big time, because instead of going to Ben Solo and saying, hey, maybe don't do this, and I can show you the way. Trust me, I was a whiny bitch as a kid too. You don't have to be. No, he tries to fucking strike him down in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. Like an idiot. Yep. So yeah, when Ray hands the lightsaber to Luke, and Luke's been isolated on this planet, like Yoda, and he hucks the lightsaber over his shoulder, I was like, perfect. Just gonna be a gonna be a hobo, uh, Jedi, and just gonna drink just straight up alien cow milk for the rest of my life. People always say that too, like, ah, it's a gross scene, and I'm just like. <laughs> do you watch Star Wars? Have you watched a Star Wars film and you think that part's gross? Doesn't mind me, although I would understand why they would, I would understand why people would not like that in there. Like, what context does it add, really? What the fuck? We let go of Matthews? Son of a bitch. Oh, stop talking about football. Sorry, I just saw the news. Nah, Packers. Uh, Anyways, uh, so what I, did, I didn't so... tell her. I didn't. I didn't tell her that story like that. Okay, I, didn't, I, didn't I was about express... to say, getting back to the, you talking to this girl, like, what's what happened after you guys discussed? Did you... First off, first off, she she made it very clear in in her body language and the way that she was speaking. My husband, oh. my husband and I. Oh, oh. So I was okay. like, okay, flirt, okay, flirt game off, flirt game off. Okay. That was just two people talking about Star Wars. I I was about to say because there was, I, it sounded like you guys were uh, hitting off pretty well. <laughs> um, okay, duly noted. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was basically trying to explain to her that like the story of Ray and and Luke made sense because Luke being the hermit and Ray trying you know Ray not understanding things, her being kind of naive, um, Poe fucking up because he thinks he's a hot shot, Haldo fucking up by not telling uh, Poe the plan even though Poe was demoted and Poe not understanding why he wasn't being told like that whole scene, um, uh, General General. Uh, <sighs> I can't think of his fucking name. The guy that runs the First Order. The goofy redhead. Um, Him fucking up by not allowing... uh, By, like, allowing this slow chase to happen. Which it ultimately ended with Holdo, you know, light speeding through his ships. Um, uh, Kylo Ren fucking up by, by, you know, I guess following Snoke. Um, uh, Finn fucking up by, by not understanding... A war, just not understanding it. Uh, Rose fucking up by not keeping Finn on task. Uh, the whole movie is the heroes fucking up. Not even just the heroes; every character fucks up through the whole thing until the very end of the movie. Rose redeems himself by saving Finn. Finn redeems himself by saving Rose because he's trying to save everybody else. He understands the purpose of war. Uh, uh, Ray shows back up because she realizes that sometimes. Trying to find this omnipotent master isn't what you need to do. Luke redeems himself by force projecting there and teaching Kylo Ren a lesson. Kylo doesn't redeem himself because he's the bad guy. Um, uh, Poe redeems himself by listening to what needs to actually happen to save lives versus, you know, going gung-ho into things, thinking that he can kill everybody. 
Um, there's a brilliant scene where where uh, there's a bunch of people, including Leia, standing in that in that room on 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 the planet, and the salt planet, and he's like, "We got to do this and this and this, and we got everybody through here." Like he's saving people, and what does Leia do? She's like, "Listen to the guy." Like she's seen the 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 evolution of his character. She's seen the growth. People, it's not hard to follow. Well. And that has been why you're wrong for Craig Deeds. <laughs> oh boy. We got talking we finished talking about that, got into talking about Marvel movies and But a lot of these people that are at that party are in the same like they have this this weird mindset of like all these movies have a have a feminist agenda. And I'm just like No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, I mean, they have a feminist angle, but not a feminist agenda. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't believe that for, for one bit. But yeah, um, no, that's that's dope, Blair. I sorry, I completely passed over that. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw that too. Water. Yeah, go for My it. My cup is completely empty, so I'll be right back. All right. So uh, now that I, Greg is out of the picture. What's up, guys? You just heard a very long rant from Greg, and I did not stop him for no reason. And I thought he's going to go with, hey, this girl and I were talking at the party about Star Wars. We both love Star Wars. You know, I thought that he was going to end it with, hey, I maybe there's something there, but no. Nope. Just uh, talking about Star Wars stuff. Also, yes, Valer, that collection looks pretty sick. <laughs> and then the whole clothes fall off. Exactly. <laughs> as as one would when you're talking about Star Wars. You know. That's why my clothes are still on. Because I'm not talking about it. <laughs> um, I did see that link, Valera, though. Um, I am very curious what they put in the Contra uh, collection. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. I like what they have so far. But I'm very, very curious to see what else they put in there. So. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to see what they, I'm gonna see what they have. Especially that Castlevania collection too, so. But I believe I believe it's time, Greg. I believe that uh, it is time to start the show. And uh, all right, well. You say so. 